or too funny. <laughs> Listen to you, you're, you're like a child. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Listen, so back in the day, I used to come back to the podcast every so often and say, hey, you know what I was doing last night? And you'd be like, were you at a party? And I'd be like, yeah. And then I'd tell you a story about a party. Yeah, were you at a party? I went to a concert last night. Oh, wait, yeah, I saw it on your story. Yeah, so a couple notes maybe for... The concerts tend to have a few. The concerts. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'm mad. So I went. So here's the story, right? So I got Bible study on Tuesday nights, but I leave. Natch. Yeah. And it's at nine o'clock. But one of the guys in in the Bible study is like, "Hey, I got a bunch of free tickets to this concert. We're all gonna go. Sorry, we're skipping Bible study." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine. I guess um, I, we just won't have it this week because you're all going to this concert." And I find out that the concert is the Glitch Mob which is one of my favorite artistic groups of all time. It's one of the first electronic music groups that I ever listened to. They really, you could say that DJ Pillowcase exists because of the Glitch Mob. That's that's great. The Glitch Mob has done a great service to this nation. They really have. DJ Pillowcase. You're welcome. www.soundcloud.com slash DJ hyphen pillowcase. So their, album, their first album, Drink the Sea, is really actually very good. Everybody should go listen to it. Um, but we go, right? And so the show starts at 8 o'clock. And the Glitch Mob in my mind are the headliners right they yeah. are they are the very clearly the biggest group on the ticket ever well also ever because they've just been around for so long and they're they're they well respected in the music community i'm like surely surely they will be towards the end of the show because there's three other um sort of acts so we show up at nine o'clock and it looks like the opener is closing, is like finishing out his first, like the opening set or whatever DJ set. Yeah. And so we wait. And then the first guy comes out at Seven Lions and he throws down like an hour long dubstep set or whatever. And it was okay. And it was over and we were finally like, okay, like let's, it's time for the Glitch Mob to come on. And then Slander and Nightmare come on and we're like, wow, the Glitch Mob was coming on last. That's amazing. And then mm-hmm. Slander and Nightmare played for twice as long as we thought they were going to. And then the show ended. Oh, you missed them? And we missed them. No. Yeah. Glitch it, Mob, if you're listening, and I know you are, get my boy Ethan a ticket and a plane. It was tragic. We like walked out of the show, and I was like, what just happened? I just wasted three hours of my life standing, pretending to be interested in this music. Also, not sure if you know this, but um, the style of dress at these concerts, a lot of fishnet. Yeah, yeah. A lot of... Uh, they sell a lot of band shirts at the uh, at the merch booth, but I think it's because nobody wears shirts on the way in, and they know <laughs> that they're going to need clothing um, because it's yeah, it's a it's a pretty wild and rowdy environment, which you think would pose a problem, you know, for for a single man striving to live a virtuous life. Um, but the nice thing was is that they had this giant picture of Hank Williams staring down over the crowd. <laughs> this this place is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They've got all of these. <laughs> like old country stars yeah it, big big pictures there was one named peewee king right next to me and i was like man uh-huh. we stand a king um and it was all these pictures of old country stars all the way around the room and i was like can you imagine if all these people were here watching all of these 20 something people headbang to <laughs> screeching Something noises digitally created yeah but i think it, it was really good and i think if anybody's out there is you know struggling 
um, I'm willing to come to your high school, give a talk, and hand out pictures of Hank Williams for you to hang up in your room so that uh, maybe they can help out a little bit. <laughs> I think it really gave me a good idea to just hand out <laughs> hand out those photographs. I think, That'll be I think $400. Hank Williams Thank is the you. guy who wrote the song that the uh, that the, the Walmart yodeling kid sang. Oh, I, I, oh. I, I don't know. Yeah, that one. I like, <laughs> I think that was Hank, I like Williams. Hank Williams. He's a good guy. We stand a king. We stand a king. Hank Williams. Um, I have not been to a concert, I think, in my adult life. Really? Yeah. So Phoebe took her little sister to a 21 Pilots concert, like, mm-hmm. the day after I left Texas. Yeah. And I was so bummed because I would have loved to have seen them in concert. But, yeah, I've never been to a concert in person. The closest I ever came to going to a concert was uh, the uh, the Greyhavens came through Ohio <laughs> once. And I was like, let's go. Yikes. <laughs> Was that before? I was going to hang out with our buddy David. Before, or after our interview with uh, David. Yeah. After. Oh, it was after. Okay. I thought all I heard was after. I was like, I yeah, said, it was after. Before, or after, and you said yes. Yes. <laughs> it was both before and after. This was my first concert since uh, my sophomore year of college. So a lot oh, of things, wow. a lot of things have changed since then, uh, just mm-hmm. in my life and my priorities. It was kind of bizarre. Um, Zero out of you 10, haven't been to a concert since we started this podcast. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it is hmm. true. Weird. But our uh, energy level before the podcast was very high and now it's very low. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not trying I'm trying not to be too loud because I see my levels peaking and so I'm trying to keep it constrained. I'm trying to, I'm well, like a just wild turn your levels down. Like a wild Mustang, you know. Let me see. Let me see where my levels are at. I don't monitor my levels throughout the episode. Really? I do. Yeah, no. Uh, I can turn it down a little bit. There we go. That's better. Yeah, just just keep All yourself right. from peeking a little bit. Sweet. There you go. I just You're turned good. it down a little bit. Now I can be a bit more energetic with what. I'm now you can get a little more crazy. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's what Hank Williams would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for Hank. Oh man. What's been What's been going on with you? What's up with you? What's been going on? Oh, yeah. um, oh, I forgot. I was gonna mention this on the podcast. Please. So, uh, I just got back from lunch with um, my mom and father Anthony. What a freaking and- crew. What I would crock, I would pay so much money just to get lunch <laughs> with your mom because I've never met her. You've never met your mom, my mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> never I never met I, my mom. I don't know, just moms in general, left. not familiar. Un 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 uh, introduced. Um, yeah, my mom mentioned that as she left. She's like, I get to finally meet Ethan. Aww. And eventually, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I I didn't realize you guys had met, but um, yeah, we got we got lunch together, and Father Anthony was like, when am I coming back on the show? And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Tell him, that, like... tell him that every time he asks, we push back the date three months. <laughs> but no, I, I was like, I was like, we gotta, we gotta have our, uh, our priestly, our priestly segment. We can only do when a cleric, a presbyter is present. Mm. You know, the present that segment, presbyter. You know that segment I was talking about? Yeah. Yeah. We got, we're going to do, we're going to do our, a new segment called crunch fessional where, <laughs> where you guys send in weird stuff you've done mm-hmm. not sit weird but not a sin and father anthony will give you counsel and then assign you a penance and then that. you have to do it and you have that. to let us know that you did it and take pictures of you doing it and yeah. then we'll put them on our twitter but um that's what we were talking about then but also i am being formally installed i don't uh, know what the exact term is what? as a first degree knight of columbus uh, tonight initiated <laughs> Yeah, dude, watch out for that first degree, man. It's a hazing ritual if I've ever been a part of one. Is it? I'm like, I'm like ready to run through the snow with like a, 
I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I you're, can't think of any good hazing rituals that aren't like pseudo sexual. <laughs> you're about to be a brother knight, dude. It's exciting. Yeah, man. It's exciting. Are you a knight? Uh, I am. That's exciting. It is. I'm just, I'm really excited to just, I went, I, I accidentally went to one of their meetings once I was like walking through and they invited me to like, they just said, we'll just put you in. Just, we'll just install you right now. We'll just put you in, <laughs> put you in. We'll just get you. We'll just dunk your head in the water and yeah. you're good to go. And I just walked downstairs in the basement of a, of one of the churches in our, in our grouping. And, um, it was just a bunch of old boys mm-hmm. with a with a with a thirty rack of Miller Lite yes. just shoot just shooting the breeze. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I am so in. Yes, I don't. I think it's gonna be so funny to just hang out with guys that are like three times my age yes. that I don't that I'm not related to. Yes. I think it's gonna be quite refreshing. There's, there's so much good there. I think if we let me let's be honest. Okay, Knights of Columbus. If you're listening, I know that you are. Uh, <laughs> You got to know your role at this point in society, all right? Yeah. You got to know where you stand. Nobody's looking at you guys for like how to live. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like it's not No, I don't. Please it's, elaborate. It's not like a So the Knights of Columbus used to be this like anti-masonic. I guess they still are. Yeah, like a fraternity like a alliance club but Catholic, you know? Sure, yeah. And and then it kind of morphed into service which is important right you love service and then it just became only service right and then all these younger guys were like well i don't really want to join like a service club and so numbers dropped off and so people weren't really were really just in it for the health insurance or the life insurance rather yeah not to say the life insurance is actually why it started right not to say that that's all that knights of columbus can be or all that knights of columbus is however i think if they steered into the skid and they said we're just gonna hang out and we're going to be old together. And we're going to be boys. We're going to be boys. Boys support boys. Join Knights of Columbus. I think I think that, that would be probably one of the membership. one of the yeah. best marketing strategies they could do. Of like, hey, whoever's running the Knights of Columbus Twitter account, come on over here. Let's have a meeting. Let's talk about some strategies and see what we can do. I mean, obviously, well, that's why, that's and why that, like households at Franciscan were so popular because right. all you do is hang out and pray. Because and then what does that lead to? Serv- community service. Well, community. But like service of the church naturally comes out of good community. Yeah. And so if you focus on that first and then you get the other thing, I don't know. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to to join these nights and like, is because, well, first of all, the Knights of Columbus at my home parish, if I joined them, they'd be like, Oh, there's Pat and Evie's son. Yeah. You know, like there, that's, that's little, that's little Pat the third running around causing trouble. Right. But like these guys see me as like, the yeah. youth minister at yeah. the parish and they they legitimately invited me and they like they were like we want you to be a knight and i'm like that means a lot after they like kept repeating it i was like all right cool and i think an important aspect of community that we miss as young adults is that we need to have like intergenerational yes. community oh, that yeah. needs to be a thing because if you're not hanging out with someone grow, way older than you it's awesome yeah what are you doing because I got a friend who's like 27 and like, he's so cool. He hangs out. He like kind of lives in this van <laughs> and <laughs> kidding. he gives me, he gives me clove cigarettes. <laughs> he goes in the store. He buys me beer. We drink the Michelob ultra down by the, down by the bay. Where down the by the lake. Even go. though I'm already 21. <laughs> Even though I'm already 21. Cause I can't afford it. My parents kick me out of the house, which is fine. Like my tour is going to start soon. <laughs> I, I swear i swear i, I sent swear. i sent chance my my soundcloud link i'm i'm almost mm-hmm. i've almost made it yeah like i'm basically signed to a major label at this point uh, yeah like pretty much columbia sent people out to like come and talk to me and stuff 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I was from the country, Columbia, not the record. Label, I, I was yeah. at I was at the Quiz Mob <laughs> concert last night, and and they said that they loved me um, from the stage, which is I mean pretty big because like what? Yeah. Like they said in Tulsa, we love you. And I was like, well, that's me because I'm. I'm in Tulsa. I'm in Tulsa. So. Tulsa is basically like the next Nashville. You know, it's like the Nashville of the West. We're like very up and coming. Yeah. Uh, got an art scene. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's literally there are people that talk about Tulsa like that. Like, the best thing about the best thing about Tulsa is that it's like really flat, so that if you play your music really loud, it carries all the way to LA. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I. I. You, you. Do you have? Do you have a guy from your high school who's a SoundCloud rapper now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. He, he started. He started his career in uh, in high school, and. I mean, I definitely started a couple of bands when I was in high school, but like looking back, they're just kind of cringy at this point. Yeah, but we all had that. I mean, I have DJ Pillowcase. That's not cringy. That's an art form. I mean, we all we all did cringy things when yeah. we were in high school. Yeah. Speaking of, oh, it's time for Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of social media posting. If you have a hot take that's five years ish or older. DM it to at the Crunchcast on Twitter or Instagram or email us at or info at the Crunchcast.com. I always do that wrong. Yeah, me too. Patrick, give us give me yours. Lay it I on. do have a hot take. So uh do you remember since this is like this is not the five year anniversary, is it? No, it's not. Okay. So do you remember back in twenty twelve when everyone was like the world's gonna end on, on yeah. 12, 21, yeah, 12? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hard to forget. That was that was hilarious. Right? It Everybody was. thought that was funny. It was. Um so I decided, I, I, I remember leading up to the 21st of December, uh, excuse me, I was posting like a bunch of jokes and I found the one that was like the peak Patrick in high school. Okay. Um, I'm ready. I'm on primed. December 20th, 2012. Okay. The day before the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, there's a big movie that came out too. Mm-hmm. I oh yeah. Everyone's getting ready for tomorrow by posting their, oh, look, we're still alive meme. By getting their, oh, look, we're still alive memes ready. But I'm going the other direction and making the Mayans were right memes. Hipster. Oof. And my friend Daniel posted, how would you post them if you were right? Uh, yeah. So that's how funny I thought I was. That's my hot take time machine. You're welcome. <laughs> Yikes. Look at me, guys. I'm not like other people. I'm I'm like. Oh, you're right. I'm that funny. Was... <laughs> Get under me. I'm plebeans. not like most memers. Yeah. That's a disappointing thing. 2012 was great, though. Because that was a year that literally anything could happen. Because people felt except like... the end of the world. Except the end of the world. But I feel like there was a lot of cultural. Like the Olympics was that year. Um, an election. An elect. Oh my goodness, there was an election that year. I remember watching, yeah. hoping desperately that Mitt Romney would win. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, was it Mitt Romney that year? Yeah, it was. It was. It was Mitt Romney and Obama in his. But honestly, yeah. like any Costa Concordia sank that year. Um, I don't know what that is. The big uh, off the coast of Kansas. No, stop it. <laughs> Leave me alone. The big cruise ship that uh, that broke. Do you remember that? No. It was a huge deal. People like got stuck on this boat. Oh wait, 2012. 32 people died. I'm. I think I remember that. When was that earlier that year? Because I think. Yeah, it was. I think 2012 was the year that I went to New York City with my. I went to. I knew. I went to New York City. No, it couldn't have been. That was. I was a freshman. Uh huh. 
never mind. I went to New York City with my drama class. Oh. On a field trip. And that's was really cool. Is that's related to the coast of Concordia because you reenacted the sinking of the ship or Yes. No, when we were in the airport waiting, there was like a big cruise ship news uh, story. But yeah. I think it was the one where they got stuck. It was like the cruise from hell. It was like everyone was like um, they were no. they were rationing food, this, et cetera. Well, they had to do kind of that here, but this was in Italy and it was crazy. Um mm. the Encyclopedia Britannica discontinued its print edition in twenty twelve. Uh, Are you looking up things that happened no, in twenty twelve? No, 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 no. Uh no, you definitely are. No, I, this is all off the dome. I'm just trying to sort through my old Rolodex in the brain. Ah, yes. Um, Go on. The Dark Name Knight. Another the Dark Knight movie. Rises came out. Yeah, you're definitely looking up stuff that happened in 2012. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Okay, this is actually a big deal. Curiosity landed on Mars. That's huge. oh, that is a big deal. Like uh, Canada cut diplomatic ties with Iran. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> And this bit started in 2012. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to come up with... <laughs> and there it was... hasn't ended yet. Listen. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's one There's one more thing that I will mention, right? Before we can talk about the rest of 2012. But Okay. Uh, Grumpy Cat, American internet celebrity, born April 4th, wow. 2012. Died 2019. <laughs> no. Grumpy Cat Grumpy died. Cat That's only right. lived seven years. What a weak cat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on. You think with that level of fame, you'd be able to afford better doctors. <laughs> oh, man. What if he, like, died from something serious? I bet the people that owned him could have, like, I bet he, like, I bet he just like... got hit by a truck or something because oh, he's yeah, a cat. Right. You know? Yeah, cats are dumb. Um, there was a cat There was a cat on the balcony above my apartment. And every, mm-hmm. time, every time I walk up, he, like, comes out of his house and, like, stands on the balcony and, like, looks at me. Mm-hmm. And he, like, wiggles his butt like he's going to jump. And I'm like, don't jump, you stupid cat. Like, don't do that. Yeah. It's crazy, anyway. to, it's crazy to think about all of the things that are, um, like, huge news at the time. And you look back and you're like, wow, I remember that being a really big deal. But it just has very little effect on what's going on today. Um, yeah. Like, there were a couple shootings this year that, like, were huge. Like, we still have those, obviously. Um, but and then there were, like, good things, too. Like, the dude that jumped out of the the Red Bull Stratos helium-filled balloon from 128,000 feet. You remember that guy? Felix Baumgartner? Are you Googling things that happened this year? No, that was 2012. Oh. I'm still, I'm still on the 2012 train. Oh, okay. Um, Stop that. <laughs> All right. It's over. It's over. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But it was a good okay. it was a good year. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, speaking of good year, uh Goodyear released its I'm just kidding. All right. I get out of here. <laughs> do you want to hear my my hot take? I do want to hear your hot right, take. This yeah. one, I think this is a little saucy. Yeah. This is a tweet from December 26th, 2013 at 2:20 p.m. Twitter for iPhone. Making Snapchat stories is how I fill the void of loneliness. Oh my gosh. So there's uh, there's levels to this, obviously. I bet you were just like sad posting. I was sad posting because it was right after Christmas and we most certainly had some kind of films on that I was like, oh man, how come Candace Cameron from Full House in this Hallmark movie gets to end up with the guy? But I clearly qualified man do not all these ghosts all these ghosts that i still don't have a boo (laughs) (laughs) but i would use snapchat stories was a big deal for me because i would come home every day after school and post a snapchat story but this was during break so i don't Mm. know what i was thinking 
Yeah, I definitely, I definitely did like sad boy posts where I was like, it's funny because like that's definitely a thing that that technology did was it filled it filled sadness and like it made it made it easier to not feel feelings and we all kind of were acutely aware of that but we weren't aware that that might be a problem yeah (laughs) you know like i remember posting something when i was in middle school like full house makes the pain go away yeah like (laughs) we were all in pain and we were just like let's numb it inject yeah right like first of all full house definitely did that for all of America, which is why it was so popular, but they weren't able to watch it, binge watch it all at once because they own all eight. Sir, you're in intense DVDs. pain. Do you want morphine? No, just John Stamos. <laughs> just John. Just, just give me John Stamos. Give me Dave just Coulier. Give me early 1990s John Stamos. Give me Dave Coulier <laughs> doing his Rocky and Bullwinkle right now. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out the sadness. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> And then the nurse is like, you got it, dude. And then she walks away. <laughs> Danny Tanner walks in. But I want it to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> and all of America applauds. This oh, is funny. That, this is so good. And then everyone claps. <laughs> everyone claps. That's so, that's hilarious. <laughs> but I want it to be clean. <laughs> Oh man, has anyone done like one of those like surrealist memes with Full House yet? Like, no, it's just... but we could, where we like make his head super long and super his long, body super like... gangly and. But Minchelle. Can you imagine how different a film, the Fantastic Four film, would be if Reed Richards was played by Bob Saget? <laughs> and he's just stretched all the way out, just cleaning things with all of his different limbs, vacuuming the walls. <laughs> If I clean vacuum cleaner, am I a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> Danny Tan Danny. Danny with one N Tanner. <laughs> Tanny Danner. Tanny Danner. Uh oh man. But yeah, that's kind that, of a uh, psycho, wasn't he? Looking back. Who? Danny Tanner? Yeah. I understand that his wife died. Wow. Oh, oh, this is weird. We're going to a weird place. No, no, no. But like you can be you can be an overprotective dad, sure. Like yeah. you get a single parent. I understand. Right? I get it. But you've got like two other live-in dads and another live-in mom and yeah. Kimmy Gibbler to watch the children. <laughs> so like at a certain point, you need to kind of like ease back, you know, just back off. Yeah. When you, when you think about maybe his like past, like his, his neurotic obsession with cleaning is maybe like, yeah, a way of coping with his wife's death. It I makes guess. the entire show a little just, more sad. Just really sad you know yeah oh man and like jesse's womanizing as a way of coping with his sister's death oh my gosh oh where does where does uncle joey come in how's he really i don't know i think he was danny's roommate I and think, he was like i'll move in too i think it's he like was that. always living in the basement of that house and then the tanners <laughs> moved into up there and he came up into the kitchen one day in his robe and he said oh nice to meet you neighbor and danny tanner nice was like you. is it dirty down there i can clean it for you and then they became best friends <laughs> I'm dirty, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dirty, Dave. Um, no, the uh, Joey and Danny were roommates in college. That's oh, what I was. okay. They were roommates in college, yeah. and then and um, Jesse is they, they were roommates. But yeah, uh, no, the the garage was not always finished. The garage used to just be the basement used to be their garage, oh. and then because I remember in, in the ep, in the second episode of the first season, uh, you DJ doesn't want to live with Stephanie. Yes, of course. I wa- again, Full House made the pain go away. <laughs> uh, DJ went downstairs to live in the garage, 
and it wasn't finished. But then, then when Joey was going to move out, mm-hmm. they were like, no, Joey, you can live down in the basement. <laughs> I understand why <laughs> none of them moved out for like eight years. That's just yeah. so, that's such a long time. Well, I like, think, I think, uh, what was kind of an undercurrent of the show that they never really addressed was that uh, Jesse had like a gambling problem. What? He kept going all in on a full house. <laughs> all in? I don't understand. It's like betting. Yeah, I get like it. A ga- but like I gambling. Yeah. Full house being two cards that are the same and then three cards that are the same together. Oh, like in poker. Like in poker, yeah. Oh, uh-huh, that's funny. Okay, that's I thought you I, could you not? Did you not get it for a second? <laughs> no, I'm messing. Okay, with you. I was about to say, how dumb. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! We that just talked about poker last week. I'm like, Patrick doesn't get this freaking full house joke. I'm like, it's leak through the screen. That made me sad. Oh, we're not trying to say too many sad. Never mind. We have another hot take time. We do. Time. We got one more hot take. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I was making you make fun of me so that I could say that I was sad and then transition to the next segment, but we got stuff. No, too. we got one more. Um. This is from at mom is awk, A-W-K, mom is awk. Me too, mom. Me too. Um, she said, quote, and this is something that came up, I think it was five years ago. I don't have an exact date because it was just sent to me via twitter.com, which you can DM us at the Crunchcast. Um, she said, the world does not owe you something. <laughs> which is one of those phenomenal vague posts that yeah, can right. mean anything and it could be about anybody and so yeah. we and then all of your friends who've had kind of a kind of a weird encounter with you recently immediately think it's about them yeah you know? yeah it's one of those it's a, it's a it's a uh, i'm sorry to say this to you at Mamazak, but it's one of those things that's just begging you to comment on it and say what's yeah. wrong what's wrong what what's happened going on? Dish? spill the tea but we didn't three, say five that. years from we now didn't say that then we said <laughs> what's the dizzle i found i found a, a hand towel at the dollar store that said spill the tea and i think officially that means the meme is dead mm. if a meme is a if a meme costs one dollar it's now officially bankrupt. how did we say meme. how did we say spill the tea five years ago um what's the hot goss what's the hot <laughs> what's the what's let the cat out of the bag what's spill the beans what's poppy's knees What's popping? What's going on What's down What's in, in your neighborhood? Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> How you doing? Okay. So wait, well, did she tell you the background of it? Did she tell she you did. the background? She of did. Tweet? She said, I think this is her direct quote. I don't know if I'm allowed to use this or not. I think at this point I was working at a tech company that may or may not be named after a fruit and dealing with customers who felt entitled to things for no reason. Oh, I get that. So yeah. it was it was a legitimate like, man, work sucks, but you can't really like post about work, and so instead you just have to say the world does not owe you something. Do you remember? Totally unrelated to at Mama's Ox tweet though. Do you remember when the iPhone was big? When it was big? When it was first big? When it was first in two thousand eight? No, I don't remember. Yes, I can't. Not two thousand and eight, but like when people our age started getting them. You know, like our parents had had them for a couple cycles, and then they finally decided that life would be easier if we had them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my first one was like a three G. I didn't get a three G. I wasn't. I didn't have one of those. I got my first one was a four. Yeah. Um, well, my first one was a three G when everyone had the four. Oh. My yeah. first one was a four when everyone had the six. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Mostly. Um. But that that changed the game. Going it along did. with my last hot take, like Snapchat, iMessage, 
Yeah. You right. could you could flirt so in so many different ways. <laughs> what was your favorite what was your favorite app game to play during class? Wait, what? Like so let's say you had ten minutes and the teacher's like, do whatever you want. You had games on your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite game to like bust out during class? Plague Incorporated. The one where you kill people? Mm-hmm. And you name it something stupid uh-huh. or funny, like my farts, and then at the end Ooh, it would say my farts, farts killed, killed everyone on earth yeah. and you'd be like ha 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 that's funny so that's cool i guess i had more of a cerebral approach i loved 2048 i played 2048 like an insane person 2048 was awesome i found this one game that was like 2048 but you could never lose and it went on forever so that defeats the point of the game no it made it all the good <laughs> you're right it does it does it, do- it did it, it does defeat the point of the game but it is a, it is obnoxiously more addictive, and I played it for literally three hours one morning, and it ran the bat. I was in my bed, and my phone ran out of battery. I was in bed in the morning. My phone had been fully charged mm-hmm. when I downloaded this game, and it ran my entire battery over the course of three hours. You know, I played a lot of Jelly Car back in the day. I don't Did know. Did you, you ever play Jelly Car? Is this no. car that got squished when you drove it? <laughs> <laughs> bad description um i i I remember most mobile games were like addictinggames.com yeah or like cool math games Uh but like for the phone Mm -hmm. and somehow they felt trashier on the iphone than they did on addicting games yeah you know what was your favorite addicting games game Mm, like on a computer yeah i don't i never really played addicting games i was more of a candyland.com kind of guy did you ever go that sounds that sounds it's it was legitimate so this is crazy so my cousin, Paul, shout out Paul, um, he told me, I was at grandma's house and we were like, let's play on the computer. And he's like, you should go to candyland.com. It's got all these games. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I went and it literally had, it was, I think it was run by um, Wrigley or like some big candy company. Gotcha. Cause it had all of this, these candy themed games for all like lifesavers and chewing gum and chocolate and like all it was weird but the games were actually really good and really fun and like i don't know cough drop bowling like it was just really really bizarre really weird but that was my well this episode is sponsored by candyland.com they don't exist anymore which is hard to like describe what it is because i can't go back and like tell you the kinds of games that they had Nobody go to candyland.com slash the crunch for 50 percent off your (laughs) candyland.com experience (laughs) but there was uh yeah, there was this one called, it was like a jetpack, and you had to, so it was a piece of gum trying to get to the top of the level every time, right? And there were uh-huh. different, I think it was a tree, or, or maybe like a, fro- it was different levels, like tree, frost, fire, classic. But there were different levels, and I'm using my hands, but you can't see them, but you had to calculate or like guesstimate how much power you would need and how much left and right you would need, and you would kind of have to set it yourself, so it wasn't like you're flying and you're moving as you're going up, you land, and you set a new trajectory, and you launch... And if you make it short, then you like lose. That sounds so fun. It was amazingly fun. And I played that game so much. I had a, I had a class, I had a class where we would, it was, uh, crazy. It was a virtual school class. So it mm-hmm. was a class I, I was on, I had two virtual classes right. in high school and one class where I could work on those classes. Mm-hmm. And instead of working on those classes, I played game. I played flash games on my computer. I love racing games too. I was big on racing games. I played Fantastic Contraption. Did you ever play that uh-uh. one? It's really fun. You can still play it on some websites, but it was like you build a machine to get a square from point A to point B. It was pretty cool. I love I believe I believe it. I miss those days. Me too. 
man. Now I'm kind of sad. Dang, we're both sad. That's good. That's okay. Because you know where we can go when we're sad? Twitter. Into the arms of our loved ones. Into the into the into the tweet tweet embrace. Into the to the to the clean clean hug of Danny Tanner's Twitter account. <laughs> Let's listen to some tweets that made us sad. The internet is too positive. Tweets that made me sad is a segment where we talk about what makes us sad on the internet. Ethan, would you like to go first? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me let me uh, let me pull this one up here. I thought I had it open already. Turns out I'm never prepared. I just copy all of the tweets onto yeah. a separate Word doc so I that I can it. read well, them. I like and to you can't see them. I like to view it in all of its Twitter glory so I can scroll and see all the comments and stuff. So there's one. This the the discourse kind of went chugged through this one pretty quick, but I think it would be fun to to mention it at least because it's something I think about almost every day now. This is from at Union Seminary, and it's a picture of uh, someone sitting cross-legged in front of a ten foot by five foot square of dirt inside. Please pause the podcast while you measure the exact length of the plants. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back and we've got the exact measurements um and it's a square of dirt and it's got plants just probably a dozen plants potted obviously because it's inside sitting on this uh this floor and someone's sitting cross-legged and the, the tweet says today in chapel we confessed to plants together we held our grief joy regret hope guilt and sorrow in prayer offering them to the beings who sustain us but whose gift we too often fail to honor what do you confess to the plants in your life? What? <laughs> Patrick, Nothing. Patrick, what do you confess to the plants in your life? I missed the part where they said we offered our hope, guilt, etc. to the things that sustain us. Yeah, the That's weirdly pagan. Us. Yeah. That's weirdly pagan. Extremely. That kind of makes me feel worse about this. As at first I was like, this is obviously like some kind of prayerful revolt against the the lack of confession right right it's like we have this desire to like confess our sins and make our sins something that are outside of us because we carry them around so often and like it's sad to me that like that people don't have that experience of having someone they can trust to like confess their sins to i'm not even talking about just like sacramental confession i'm talking about like person to person just having like if you don't conversation like confessing yeah, just our from sins like a natural another, perspective like but the bible tells us to do yeah yeah even even just like even just like confessing your sins to each other but also we obviously know that there's sacramental healing and goodness in the sacrament of confession but the fact that they 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 have this desire to make what's on the inside and so shameful on the outside but they do it through literally like one of the only living creatures that can't give them anything in return emotionally. <laughs> like if you confess your sins to your dog, that could even be more therapeutic, right? Like that, I could even see that as like something that would make sense. Cause like sometimes when you talk to your dog and they respond, you like get this feeling of like, Oh, someone's responding and dogs can like show you that they like you. But I mean, obviously it's not the same as talking to a person, but even <laughs> the one, the one living being that can't do anything in return you're just gonna tell your sins to, ah, uh, man. The, it's just so. The only time I've gotten a hug from a plant was. <laughs> I'm trying I, to think. I found a really big Venus flytrap, and I don't That's, think it was trying to hug me. It was. It was back in '04. <laughs> I was cutting my way through the Amazonian jungle, 
<laughs> and the Jumanji, it's a lot easier the Jumanji plant got me. Um, it's, I think it's, it's just so interesting because uh, first of all, like, yes, we talk about like this, this is being kind of pagan because these plants do not sustain us, right? The, the God sustains us, right? Us. Yeah. <laughs> um, man does not live on plants alone, but on every word that comes from God. <laughs> Like this is just it's it's basic basic stuff, but I love the the second part of it, which is what do you what confess? do you confess to the plants in your life, Father? Well, because there's two there's really twofold point. it's twofold because what first of all assuming that you already are confessing to your plants, <laughs> and like you obviously made this you up. Obviously don't do pretend this. like you made this. And up. second of all, that you have plants significant enough in your realm to say, oh, these are some plants in my life. <laughs> like not plants in my house, not plants in my yard, plants in my life. In my life, like they occupy the same space as like my fiance, yeah, and just, my mother. Well, yeah, and my welcome. Friends. Hey, hey, come on in. Glad you guys made it. Uh, this is this is the pad. You know, we got the couches set up here. Um, this is Alexander, my roommate. Mom, nice. You know, good to meet him. Um, yeah, we got some pictures up here. This is my brother. Uh, this is my my <laughs> uncle, priest that baptized me. This is my plant <laughs> from a home. His name is fern <laughs> his name is fernicus Copernicus. <laughs> um Copernicus is a great great name for a plant great plant name. but it's that's just not that's just not people take oh my gosh if you take pictures of yeah. plants what are you doing I, it's like it's like people people took people take like um fur fur mom and fur dad to like the next step you're like a leaf mom or a leaf dad you know <laughs> having, you know, having i a saw a sticker i saw a sticker on a car plant. i saw a sticker on a car today that said i heart my grand dog we are yeah. we are but two swirls around the sun of people saying i heart my grand plant because <laughs> at a certain point our gen z is gonna get they're gonna get to the point where they are living on their own and they're not married because they hate the idea of committal and they're like oh i should get a dog and then they get a dog and they realize how much work a dog is. Then they divorce their dog. Then they divorce their dog and they get a plant. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think this will happen. And people will be like. We're two spins Look. around the sun from it. Mark my words. Mark my podcast right here. Because like, people um, nowadays are posting pictures of their dogs saying, look at Reginald and how we like to go to the park together. We, I, I'm a young professional in a hip up and coming city. And I'm not kidding. In two years. In people, a recently gentrified part of New York City. Exactly. <laughs> people are going to post pictures of their succulents and be like, look at, look at my, look at him. There he is. He's, his name is Regis. He's in like a rusty baby. The, the plant's in like a rusty baby swing that hasn't been used in that neighborhood for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Father Harrison made a good point about that last sentence where it's like, anytime, anytime a homilist or like a preacher or someone says the blanks in your life, immediately stop listening to them. It's so trite and cliche. Like when, when you're using like a, a parable and like Jesus is like, oh, we're sowing the seeds among, like the seed is sowed among the thorns. And the preacher goes, what are the thorns in your life? And everyone's like, huh? And then they do nothing to change their life mm. because that's nonsense. Mm. It's just a very, it's like, it's not that it's a bad point. It's not that it's like, there are thorns in your life, but the fact is that like everyone already knows the bad things in your life. You don't need to call them thorns in order to make it better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, what do I do about them? Mm -hmm. That's important. No, and that's not even, the, not even that it's what does the father want to do about them? Yeah. Like that's, that was the, that was the answer. Yes. <laughs> what do you want? What do I do about them? You pray. You do nothing. You allow the father to work. Um, yeah, this 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 tweet makes me sad because people are talking to plants, and I think that 
you know, you know what the, I mean, we, we really live in a society, huh? Because people don't talk, to, <laughs> they don't talk to each other. They, they talk to their Snapchats and their plants. They talk to the Snapchats and snap, snap plants. I'll say one last thing about this. Uh, Father chat. Cassidy, shout out Father Cassidy, mm-hmm. posted a really funny picture like an hour ago, just before we started the podcast about, um, it was a, it was a picture of a presidential or a, like a, a Senator podium that mm-hmm. a Senator is about to speak. And there's a bunch of microphones and right behind the podium oh, where yeah, the person that. was going to stand in front of, it was a, it was a plant. And so it looked like the plant was standing in front of a podium about to speak. And father Cassidy went, uh, everybody forgot that the plant isn't bound by the seal of confession. So be careful about your plants. They might go broadcast on Fox news, all of the dirty, dirty things you do in the dark and in the light. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Patrick, what's a tweet that made you sad? Speaking of churches and, and uh, non-human things, uh, there was a really cool post. Um, <laughs> it's kind of cool because it's obviously this church. This church is like dark. No one's in it, obviously, except for this one person holding a camera. <laughs> and all of a sudden a stag like they said a deer but it was like a, a full horn antlers. boy huge like this gigantic stag runs into this runs into this uh this church in in france right mm-hmm. and it was so it's like walking around it's like looking around it's so funny i love when i have ever so seen they, a bird fly into a cathedral before i have it's always it happens all the time. It's always so confused. It is. It's like this is big enough to be the sky, but where's the sun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like flying around. It's like it's like landing on the crucifix like, "Oh, what's this?" It's landing on the the stained glass window like, "Huh, the sky looks different today." You know it has like no idea what's happening. So this stag is like hopping up to the tabernacle like, "What's going on? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. And snack? um I thought it was kind of funny. Snack? <laughs> is snack? Is, no, is not snack. Is snack glow gold? Glow gold come Clop, 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 snack. <laughs> mm. He's running away from some like aristocrat who's hunting him. <laughs> uh, um, he eats all the gather hymnals. The gather- <laughs> classic, classic bit. I. This is my uh, question, Patrick. Yeah. So we see the stag, right? We see how how wide do you think his horns are? About six feet wide. Six feet. Okay. Your average door frame is about. Four feet wide, right? Yeah, like this stag so, could not get and, inside. And I know that churches a lot of times will have double doors to get in. So yeah. that's that's eight feet. That's enough clearance to get in. But that means that somebody had to hold both doors open for this stag <laughs> to get in. And so you're telling me like, oh man, how did this wacky nature creature get into the church? Ha ha. It's like, no, you totally let him in so that you could gain clout <laughs> on Twitter. Or you have a giant hole in the side of your church. And, I, <laughs> That's a good and everyone's point, like, wow, look, that. look, this was definitely for the bit. That poor deer has no idea where nature, he's going. Nature is honoring God as it should be. Look at how he respectfully ambulates about the chapel. It's like, no, <laughs> I see. I don't think that's it. I think either there's a giant hole in the side of your church or someone's working with the deer from the inside. <laughs> this is actually not a deer. You see, this is a man in a very convincing <laughs> deer costume. Two guys in a deer costume. <laughs> Oh man, but that's not the tweet that made me sad, okay? Okay. So the tweet that made me sad was a reply to it oh, because no. obviously it's a church. Because so nobody, say I something, know, something's right? got to come up. It's not, it's not the usual, 
It was actually kind of a, it was a very, it was a very hot take. So someone goes, uh, it's a conversation between God and the deer. Uh, God, let me guess your home deer. It was, and it was beautiful. <laughs> and that made me sad. What? I don't because what is it a joke? I don't, I don't get it. No, it wasn't. The guy was very serious. So essentially what he was saying was he was saying like, how dare this? It was one of those, like the animals were here first sort of tweets. Like, oh, how dare they build this cathedral Mm. on a deer's home? All right. Um, And some and at faithful Gadalek replied, a church is obviously more beautiful than some dumb field. (laughs) That's a good point. And then um, our friend Mecha at ab underscore underscore Elba replied with a a, isn't it Mecha shot. I think that is Mecha or Mecha Mecha. Mecha? I think maybe Mecha. Who cares? Mecha. Um, I don't know. He screenshot. He screenshot. Uh, how long do deers live? And it was like two, 12 and a half years. So obviously he wasn't there before the cathedral was built. So that was funny. I, I just, I think, uh, I think we, we place too much emphasis on nature sometimes. Obviously nature's important. No. Someone pointed out. No, obviously God made that field. We're not. We're not giving That's a balanced true. take on this podcast. This is an anti-nature show. <laughs> Okay, I hear. Listen, I'm actually get ready because here it comes. Uh-huh. I've been seeing all uh-huh. this stuff online about environmentalism and saving the planet, and all these things. Good for you. However, we got people praying to plants. Should we really save the planet? That's my question. <laughs> we got deer running amok, thinking that they are in charge of the churches that we build. Of the church. No, these these. I you know what, listen. You know what I grew Marshall these legs. Really infiltrating the church. The deer. The deer in I grew the these legs. I shaved off all the hair from my body. I have evolved to this point where I can use my brain, <laughs> right? That deer over there has got wood sticking out of his head because he doesn't know how to grow up and become a human like me, all right? Yeah, what a jerk. These deer should coming we, into our churches. Should we save the planet? our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what people we need to have confessing to plants if we kill all the plants. We need to have that's all I'm saying. Stricter species security, okay? I don't want any of this Jeez. this crosstalk happening between plants, humans, deer, God. No, 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 Your none of that. Starts talking about dialogue between the species. Just slap them in the face. Just walk up to the deer antler he's using as a podium and break an antler off with the saw you carry on you at all times and just shove it in his mouth. Should like, we? You like you like deer that much? Why don't you? Why don't you eat the antlers? See how you like that. Should huh? we respect God's creation? My answer is absolutely yes. That's why I go to the gym every morning and pump iron for 45 minutes at <laughs> a time. Python Club. Python, Python Club. Club. Listen, if I didn't love nature, you think I would call it Python Club? No, I would call it a human <laughs> club, but it's not a human club. Yeah. It's a Python Club. Pythons have, have workout clubs where they call it human club, and they say, well, maybe one day <laughs> we'll get to be as big as those boys up there. They call it human club where they try to do squats, but they cry because they can't. Let, they you, ever seen, you ever seen the movie Madagascar? Right. Yeah. The the whole point. Uh-huh. The wild. Disney's the wild. Surfs up. Any movie that's a bug's life. Any movie that's about animals is just them trying to do human stuff. Okay. Yeah. So let's cut out the freaking Talking, m- walking on two legs. Cut out the middleman. Overthrow an oppressive grasshopper government. Ants. All just human things. Cut out the middleman and just get rid of the planet. Just get rid of it. Let's go up. We don't need Let's it. Let's go up. Elon. We make all of our food in a factory anyway. Listen, Elon, first of all, I want to point there. out that the wild is the only time that Disney knocked off DreamWorks and it didn't work. Second, that's all I wanted to say. Thank I never you. heard of the wild. What's the wild? It's literally just Madagascar, but Disney's knockoff of, I mean, you, wow, you hit the nail crazy. on the head. Usually yeah. DreamWorks knocks off Disney and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So 
all in all to say, right, you can be passionate about eco-terrorism. You can be passionate about the climate, you know, whatever. Yeah. But just know the tweets that we've exposed this week, the tweets that we've brought up, I think they're pretty clear evidence that we're going in the wrong direction. Maybe it's time. Listen, all I'm saying is, of course, it's getting hotter. Of course, the globe is warming. That's why they call it climate change. Ugh. Ugh. I'm going to... Never mind. Ethan, you're a doctor. You know you know that I'm right. I do. I do. I have many degrees. Um, <laughs> so does the planet. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome for that softball. Um, I, with, my, with my degrees and... With with all of the knowledge that I have about the Earth, right? I've got a I've got a deep understanding of our relationship with nature. Um, one of the other things I have a deep understanding of is our relationships with each other. Mm, mm-hmm. Welcome to Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show you've been waiting for since puberty. It's Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner. Are you gonna make a bumper? I might. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. That'll be good. good. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, where our resident dating expert gives you, the listener, Mm. bequeaths his wisdom upon thee. Because I don't need any wisdom. I'm in a happy relationship. I'm getting married in a year. Screw you guys. You guys are the ones out in the jungle fighting it out. Hey, that's me out there. Oh, sorry. Screw you. I'm a field doctor. (laughs) So Ethan is in the trenches with you. He is your leader among men, and he is going to tell you lowly listener how to get a bf or gf great i'm i like patrick said i'm here running up and down the trenches pulling bodies from no man's land back into the trench <laughs> looking at your dead body and saying man it's time for you to give up hope and then moving on to the next one so that's let's let's start it up right now patrick fire away give me a question all right cool so this one this one is just for you because it's not really a question okay. um i just i just thought i just know you'll like this okay because you've definitely tweeted this before. Dear Ethan, please give all the men advice that liking the office is not a personality trait and that they should stop putting this in their dating profiles. Oof. This has been agreed on by the girls only Twitter. Thanks, Kathy. All right. Um, Kathy, you've come to the right place. Have a seat. But Kathy, I want you to know mm. one thing. Okay. This is the last time we will give all men advice on this podcast. Why? Dating advice. I don't. I don't. I don't want any more of this. All men, all women stuff. We need specific no, I, relationships. I don't want any more. Th- I don't want. I don't want anyone giving us messages to give on to the other sex. Because even though every member of both genders listens to our podcast, we are not the messenger boys. We are doctors. Would you ask a professor to tell uh-huh. your BF or GF? Yeah. Would you ask a science professor to tell you about science? Probably not. Probably not. Can I? Can Probably I? Not. Can I do my segment now? Yes. Thank you. That was part of the segment. I feel I feel like you're steamrolling me in my own segment here. <laughs> uh, I have the degree, all right? Um, okay. Kathy, I do agree that watching The Office is not a personality trait. However, might I posit that the only reason that men are putting liking The Office as a personality trait in their bios is because women respond to that because they also put liking The Office as a personality trait in their bios. Ethan, you are right. I, I, I'm so sorry I steamrolled your segment. You have given us wisdom from on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. I think, uh, yes, it is a problem with men, but I also think it's a problem with women that we take the media that we consume and we make it our identity. And so if you want to cut through this, right, you as a woman have all the power. There's some quote from 
probably G.K. Chesterton or something about how when women demand a man to rise up, they they will step up to the occasion, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but it's something along those lines. So when you when you match with a guy like this, when you see a guy like that, you can send him a message. You say, hey, tell me anything else about you because I'm not interested in what you like to watch on TV. I'm interested in what you contribute to the world. And if the man there it is. And if the man does contribute something to the world, then he'll be happy to share it with you, right? But if he doesn't contribute anything to the world, he's probably like most men and he will be ashamed, delete his profile, go hit the gym and start doing something. So either way, and delete Facebook. Delete Facebook, lawyer <laughs> up, hit the gym. So you got two options. You either date a dude who doesn't do anything, who likes office, or you get a dude to hop off the dating site and actually improve his life. Which means you're still single. So I don't know if there's actually any help. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, this uh, is really probably not good advice. Either way, Kathy, but... this is a lose-lose for you, but it's a win-win for the boys. So chalk that one up. Chalk that one. Put one in the column but, for the boys. <laughs> this will probably be the only win for the boys in this whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, okay, I hope give us your Give us your, your, uh, your great question. Yes. From our so program. I have a, an anonymous question. Um, oh, it's anonymous. It's anonymous. I will say that it is from somebody within the realm of focus. And that's all that I will say. Mm-hmm. How soon after I break up with my girlfriend can I ask out another focus missionary? <laughs> oh no. Yes, this is the stuff. I didn't love. know the end part. I didn't know the breakup with the girlfriend part. Now I feel sad. So <clears throat> if you don't know, within Focus Fellowship of Catholic University students, uh Catholic missionaries, our first year we have a dating fast. And after the dating fast is over, everyone just kinda dates each other. We call it the dating feast. Okay. <laughs> I thankfully did not participate in that this summer um, because I was focused on growing in a life of virtue and prayer and I was just really didn't want to date anybody. And so, but these, these questions can arise. And I think the answer to your question, Anonymous, is how soon can you ask out another focus missionary? Well, it depends on which focus missionary and if I'm planning on asking them out or not. <laughs> uh, so I'm a bit of a compromise situation. There's a bit of a, yeah. a little, little bit of a, what's it called when there's um, conflict of conflict interest. of your interest. Professional opinion is being eclipsed a, by your by your uh, my personal interests. Your personal interests. Yes, my <laughs> yeah. So I I wish I could help you out a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll send you. Never mind. I won't send you anything. Um, send you good vibes. Yeah, I'll send you some good vibes. I'll say, hey, good luck figuring. Everyone, just send some vibes right figuring now. Figuring that one out. I think in general, after you break up with somebody. You can start dating like the next day if you're cool with it. I don't think you need to wait that long. We all know that's happened. It has. And I think it should. Mm-hmm. I don't think there needs to be a waiting period. This is what they teach you in doctor dating school. Is yeah, that is it? No, when they teach you. No waiting. No waiting period. Unless you're severe. Like if you, this is the question. If you break up with them, no waiting period. If they break up with you, you're allowed to be sad for a week. <laughs> Guys, I I like to argue with him, but listen, he has a doctorate. Do you got that that uh, DDC in front of your name? No, I don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> a doctorate of dating counseling. Yeah. <laughs> give me that. Give me that last question. Okay, this last. Give me question. that last uh, question this... because I'm hitting these rapid fire. Just knocking them out of the park. Home run derby. This one comes Home from our friend Mary. Yeah. Mary says, "Hey guys, okay. First of all, hey. this is addressed to Ethan only. Thank you. Here's my dilemma." <laughs> My parish is in a suburban area. Okay. 
and a number of young Catholics. The number of young Catholics are few and far between. Mm. I saw a cute boy at mass mm. on Sunday, and he kept looking over. Pay attention, dude. Anyways, <laughs> advice. Any advice on how to talk to someone after mass? It's a very large parish with many mass times, so who knows when I'll see him again. But if I do, I'd like to say something. Although, yes, I am a big fan of the man pursuing the woman, but that doesn't mean I can't break the ice, right? IDK had to do this without being weird. Any ideas? Thanks. Hashtag Gosh. verify 2020. I love this. I love this segment so much. It's so good. So please send more. Please send, please more. send more. Please send more. So info at the crunchcast.com. So you didn't, you haven't provided a critical component of this question, which is your age. Uh, I need to know yeah. how old you are. I assume that you're recently graduated from college. If you're living in a suburban area, um, so here's the. Although she could be still in high she school. She could also. Oh yeah, that's true. Just not. That's the thing. Some of our listeners are still in high school. Or maybe you're a college commuter student. Uh, Ooh, oh, there's so, so many there's different. Maybe of... you're 30 years old. <laughs> if you're saying that it's a boy, <laughs> then I would assume that you're probably late high school, early college. Um, here's the thing that you got to look out for: is that sometimes dudes don't look their age, and yeah. and so he might be looking at you thinking, "Wow." There's a really cute girl, but she's probably like five years older than me. And you're looking over at him thinking, wow, he's a cute boy who's about my age. And it's just because it, it we're in such a weird time developmentally. People ask me all the mm. time, what high school did you graduate from? I'm 23. They think that I'm 18. <laughs> and so I would just say, be wary, right? Be, be fully mm. prepared. Maybe ask, hey, what grade are you in? <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you, did you like... Uh, math class this week you know that's to, the problem you gotta try like, to find you, you have ask... to try to find a non a non-threatening way to figure out how old this guy is if you ask a high schooler how old are you mm-hmm. it always comes don't off say weird. you cannot say how old are you but what you can say is hey what are you up to this week right if it turns out he's your age right he'll say something like oh i'm blah 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 doing something oh i age. have work i have work oh where do you work when do you work and they say, oh, after, oh, you work at, after you work school. At Menchie's? Ah, okay, you're definitely in high school. I see. Okay. So it's just something like, hey, this is really easy, right? You go up to me and say, hey, I've seen you around. Uh, is there, this is, okay, you want a little insight? You want a little tip? This is my, uh-huh. I think I've given this advice on the podcast before, but you go up to somebody who you think is cute and you say, man, I just, I can't figure out where I recognize you from. Do you know, like, where, where would I know you from? But you've never met them before, right? And so, oh, that's so sneaky. And so they have to tell you like, oh, or did you go to, you know, K-State? Did you go to Olathe South High School? And then they'll and then they'll say, you know, kind of the things that they're associated with. And then you can get a feel for what they're up to. Wow, that's a crazy way to dox and or steal someone's identity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. Wait, did we grow up on the same street together? What house did yeah. you live in? <laughs> Your mother, her maiden name your, was... your face reminds me of a social security number. And I'm trying to figure out which one it is. I'm trying to figure out which social, which string. Can you just give me like a random set of like, uh, I don't know, 10 numbers? Yeah, if you, oh man, if you could say that there were like. It's nine numbers. Your, oh. your face reminds me of like three digits on the back of a credit card. Like, do you know which one those would be? Um. So I think for you, you got to figure out a way to come up and ask him like a non-threatening question about what he does. Figure out something. This is also a good way if he is your age, right? And I trust your judgment here. If he is your age and dating is a possibility, you find something in common, right? Like maybe he goes to your school. Say, oh, let's meet up after school and do blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. You got to you gotta find those things in common when you're approaching a stranger, but you have to figure out a way to do it without sounding like a creepo. Uh, mm-hmm. And I trust that you're, you'll be able to do that. 
and trust you. Odds are, because odds you're are. sending us advice and because you're good and wise and holy mm-hmm. and knew that this is what you should do in this situation, I know you will figure out what to do in this situation. Trust me, as a cute boy who's been going to Mass for many, many years, if anyone were to ever approach me for any reason, I would be delighted to have someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's the only reason I have this podcast, so Patrick is forced to talk to me every week. <laughs> Keep <laughs> keep going to sun keep going to daily mass see if you see him there. Yeah, that's a, then that's you know he's play. material, or he's discerning the priesthood. You're welcome. So I also I would love to hear updates on how these things go because the more that we can <laughs> spread the love, the more we can prove that Doctor Ethan's dating corner is actually uh, effective and working in uh, in your lives. Um, this is an efficacious segment. Then then we'll know. Guys, three people just had their dating lives changed Solved. on this podcast live. No more. Hey, no more no more questions from you three. You're fixed. Okay? Get out of here. You're done. We want only updates from now on. And they better all be good things. Please see, okay? please see Samantha on your way up for your bill. Thank you. Um, so if you have a dating question corner for me or Ethan to give to Ethan, um, I, again, I don't answer dating questions. I don't have a doctorate. Um, please send them to Ethan at the crunchcast.com or you can just DM them to us at the crunchcast on Twitter or on Instagram. Please do this. This is hilarious. I want to keep doing this. I love it. I love giving advice. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Patrick, I just got an email with an interesting, uh, what's it, what do you call it with like the at the, the domain name? I got an interesting email with a domain name. It's, it's from, <laughs> <laughs> rbh at beyond the grave.com wow what which is rbh rbh uh i'm gonna be that wait did they sign our petition they it does look like they signed our petition i'm opening the email now oh oh wait i have to i have to preface this my mom has no idea what verify 2020 is oh, can really? you just please explain it to the people yeah <laughs> so we are trying to get verified on twitter which means we just get that stupid check mark next to our name that tells people that we yeah. are who we say that we are uh-huh. but we both have a podcast right one of right. us is writing a book the, uh-huh. the other one is, in, is the other one is engaged and <laughs> and i think that that warrants i think having a book in progress being engaged and having a podcast is enough to warrant being verified on twitter.com it's true everyone who's engaged has a verification tag on twitter.com once you get married no dice so if you tweet hashtag verify 2020 eventually twitter and if you enough people sign i think if we get a hundred thousand signatures on the petition then the u.s government legally has to look at it which is cake. Which is cake. Right? We can get. We're at forty. So if we just keep that going, that'd be great. Um, Easy. So I'm opening up this email. Right. It looks like it's from Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, you mean the 19th president of the United States? I do. Mean... Preceded by Ulysses S. Grant and succeeded by James Garfield. That is exactly who I'm talking about. Which mm, which is crazy. Now. I don't, I don't know much about Rutherford B. Hayes, but I do know that he was a good old boy. A lot of people say he didn't do much as president, but I'm looking right here at this here beard that he grew out, and I'm saying to myself, dang, that's a real president right there. Here's what I'm saying. Oh, wait, I had a really funny... <laughs> hey, did you know that Rutherford B. Hayes was the, uh, the one of the last presidents of the Whig Party? The Whig Party? The Whig Party. Interesting. I don't know what a Whig is, but... Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is what it was. Rutherford B. Hayes. (laughs) I looked him up, and one of the questions under Rutherford B. Hayes is, what was Rutherford B. Hayes' phone number? And I was like, surely this can't be a thing. Like, when was the phone invented? It turns out that Rutherford B. Hayes was the first president to have a direct phone line into the White House, and his number was one. You're kidding. His phone number was (laughs) one. (laughs) 
Apparently, our national security in 1877 was not was not, not very strong at all. <laughs> they were over there in 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 what was our enemy at the time? I don't know. I don't know. Whoever we were ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was Civil War era. Civil War. <laughs> General E. Lee was they just were... crank calling the White House. One, <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes would pick up. Hello, I've got a beard, and I'm the 19th president. He would hang up. Is your refrigerator running? Is your icebox running? <laughs> What's a refrigerator? Well, you better go catch it. What? Ha! I'm going to start a war <laughs> and declare war on you. I'm rough with Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, man. Rutherford B. Hayes walks into his wife and goes, Hey, a Nigerian prince just called me. Is it all I have to do is give him the nuke codes and he'll give me an inheritance of $1.3 trillion? What's a trillion? Somebody asked me if I have Prince Albert in a can, but I thought we got rid of princes, so I'm kind of confused about that. I thought we were a meritocratic system of governance. I don't know that prank call, Prince Albert it's, in a can. It's like a food item that they had back in the day. It was literally like, it's called Prince Albert in a can. And people would say, yeah, I've got some Prince Albert in a can. They'd be like, well, we better let him out. You don't know about that? Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Prince Albert in a can. It was a, it was a tobacco. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, would, it was tobacco that came in a can. So maybe he did have Prince Albert in a can. Who knows? Um, Who knows? <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Rutherford B. Hayes. I mean, okay. I, this, honestly, this is a really big deal. I know. Sorry. Huge. Sorry, Ruth. Can I, call, can I call you Ruth? Can I call you Ruth? Sorry, Ruth. We we're 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 pretending this isn't a big deal for us, but this is honestly this is the huge. biggest deal. I I really appreciate all that you've done mm -hmm. for the cause. For I the, know you probably are super confused because you have no idea what Twitter is, mm -hmm. but because you're you're reaching out to us from beyond the grave, I know that you've been an ardent supporter of the Crunch mm -hmm. since it began. Because you uh, because you several have several years after because you have birth. the one phone number, the only phone number. We feel that your media reach is uh, unprecedented. You can call exactly four people. Unprecedented? Unprecedented. <laughs> you can call four people, which well, I guess up to nine. They only had single-digit phone numbers back then. There were only nine people. There were only nine phones. You would dial <laughs> Ten if you count the dial zero. Dial two. Who is it? It's the vice president. It was just down the <laughs> chain of command. That's just so funny. So we just, oh, yeah, man. we want to thank uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Do you know what the B stands for in Rutherford B. Hayes? Barry B. Benson. <laughs> <laughs> Rutherford. Did you know there was a Rutherford P. Hayes? Who was yeah, his son. His Everybody son. knows the good old P. Diddy. <laughs> I don't think Rutherford P. Hayes is P. Diddy. Um, do you know P. Diddy's real name? That's what I thought. I, I want to know, like, so did he have a son named Rutherford C. Hayes? <laughs> and then he have a son named rutherford d hayes who's alive right now and attending the university of chicago studying political science because wait sorry what i'm just i'm asking the question wait is that is that true no, i just made that up oh dang it that'd be really fun yeah that'd be really funny hey, wait did you know that there's like there's like a, a a living descendant whose grandfather was the third president of the united yeah, states yeah william Ty tyler tyler oh yeah it's tyler, tyler perry no, like that's the eighth president but yeah, like like Tyler's grandson is alive. That's like really weird to me. I mean, when you're old and you're the president, <laughs> I'm, but not for Rutherford B. Hayes, a paragon of virtue. No, a paragon of virtue. He he was a staunch abolitionist, mm -hmm. so we knew that we would not be canceled. Yeah, if we, he tried to, we tried. We tried to pick podcast. a non-racist. Honestly, president. before before we announced this on the podcast, we did an extensive research into making sure Rutherford B. Hayes wasn't racist. And when we say extensive search, I mean I control F his Wikipedia page and typed in racist, and <laughs> zero results came up. So we're like, we're in the clear, baby. 
We're good. We're good. We're good. But he did. I googled. I, do I googled. Say, uh, was Rutherford B. Hayes racist? I do want to say that he ordered federal troops to guard federal buildings, and in doing so, restored order during the Great Railroad Strike of 1877. Which mm. I don't know if any modern day president has done anything close to that. Um, I don't think so. But I thought when you were, I thought when you were working on a railroad, you were supposed to strike things. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's Verify 2020 for this week. Please sign our campaign, change.org. The link is in the description. Thank you, Rutherford B. Hayes. Yet again, we're reaching out from beyond the grave. And if you have anyone you know that wants to sponsor us on hashtag Verify 2020, uh, just let us know because we can get anyone. Literally anyone, apparently. Thank you for all of those who have sponsored hashtag verify 2020 in the past hillary duff mitchell musso ladies love cool james and rutherford b hayes uh not to mention uncle tito uncle tito one of these days <laughs> we're gonna have to get together like a group photo of everybody <laughs> if someone can make us a group photo of all the verify 2020 people we will make continuously it continuously updated every single week and make it the header and oh man that'd be great <laughs> everybody get in awesome. everybody scooch in rutherford get closer to hillary duff <laughs> rutherford get closer <laughs> oh my god um you can find us on Twitter at Propostle, at Catholic Pat, at the Crunchcast. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch if you like what we do and you want us to continue putting more time and effort into it, just give us more money and then we'll do more of it. Um, we we're we're working hard out here, so uh, would love any and any all support and very thankful for all the support we've gotten over the years. You can DM us your hot take time machines, your tweets that made you sad, your dating corner questions at the Crunchcast on Twitter or email them to us info at thecrunchcast.com or each of our individual Twitter accounts. I believe that is all the important information that I have to share. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Our new rallying cry here at the Crunchcast podcast. Don't think we can't kill all the plants. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you all next week.